definitely not the starters. You're on the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Hey, what's happening? Happy Monday. Good morning and welcome on to the end of the bench on 100.7 The Score, 107thescore.com and the 100.7 The Score mobile app. Brought to you as always by Happy State Bank alongside Jeff Haxton. I'm Choice Woodman. We got Lucas White across the way taking care of us. You can also join us. You got any thoughts, comments, questions, hopes, dreams, allegations, accusations, whatever you want to bring in. We welcome it on the Yates Flooring Center chat line as we are with you for the next three hours. Got a lot to get into over the next three hours as well as we'll talk Texas Tech football getting their first win over a ranked opponent in the Joey McGuire era. That happened on Saturday. The uh, Texas Tech basketball team 2-0. Neither game pretty, but both game wins. Don't apologize for those. Uh, Cowboys kick the snot out of the Giants again, just like the, the first week of the season. Um, a lot of had other... a million yards. Do what? Had a million yards. Yeah, goodness <laughs> gracious! What a what an offense! The output. most the Giants had ever given up. That's crazy. I think there was twelve shy of the Cowboys' record in a game too. Un- unreal. Yeah, I saw the graphic flashed up there. I was keeping track of it, but it's just kind of like a you know, oh, this is a, a beat down, and you don't really pay that much attention to it. <laughs> And they flashed up five, six, six in the yards. Yeah. And I think the Giants had about 150 or something like that. And I was like, good. Yeah. That's a lot of yards. Was uh was a pretty crazy one there in Dallas. Arlington, pardon me. Um to that, uh Jimbo Fisher got fired. That's big news in the sports. Zach Garnett world. got fired. Who did what? Who? Mississippi State coach. Oh, I didn't even see that. So that's what I was talking about. Oh, I thought you were just talking about getting to see the uh, last ever game coach. No. The Jimbo coach. It doubled down. I didn't even see that. I mean, Jimbo was was yesterday. Yeah. And Arnett was this morning. So Lucas watched the game, the the tombstone game for both of those guys. That's crazy. So how, how long has he been there? Two years? Not even. Ten games. Ten games? Ten games. 11 months. Yeah. So he coached the end of last year and wow. Yeah. So he, yeah, I mean, yeah, duh. Cause he coached, he took Leach's spot. Whoa. That's crazy. So, uh, this is yeah. a pretty funny tweet here from, uh, Rod Gilmore. <laughs> uh, so, 37 minutes ago, man, I do a game and both coaches get fired. And then he says, I don't think the staffs at Florida International and Arkansas will be happy to see our crew this week. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> That's funny. That, that is, ooh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that could, that could happen. Um, no, I actually saw the Jimbo news on Sunday morning, yesterday morning, and uh, I had to go back and look at the final score again because of the game. Because I'm like, did I read that backwards? Did Mississippi State win by 40 points? Nope. It was 
it was the right way, but uh, Jimbo got fired anyway, and they have to have their guy, right? They've already got to have who who they're locked in on if they're making that firing right then after no a forty idea. point it's, win. It's I I think they know who they're they're going after and and feel pretty confident they get them anyway. Um, yeah, bit, a crazy weekend again in the Big Twelve with a lot of shakeup. So there's that. We might be on our way to the Texas OU Big Twelve championship game again. Thanks. Think so, was you? <clears throat> and uh, well, at least I, you know, talked you into getting the right pick. <laughs> yeah, well, I did finish on US uh, on UCF. That's what I'm saying. Uh, well, I, it wasn't you that talked me into it. It was the listeners. But I, that, I guilted you hard. Yeah, you weren't listening to me, but everybody. you listened to the list to the uh, well, to the text. I'm used to you guilting me, but then, then the chat line poured it on. So, oh my gosh, what a what a crazy. Weekend again in the Big 12 Conference with a lot of shakeups. So it's a. Uh, Do you think it's going to be OU and Texas again? Well, there's a weird tiebreaker involved. Yeah. Uh, a tiebreak scenario that apparently I read about this this weekend. I'm sure you probably saw the same thing. Did you? I have not dived into this. Okay. No, not with so, playing yesterday. So OSU owns the tiebreak on OU. Uh huh. Obviously. However, if you get into some three-way tie scenarios, the Big 12 punts the head-to-heads and goes with uh, like a a different scenario. I, yeah. I don't know. There, there's an article about it. I think it may be the Athletic. I'm not sure. It's the Big 12 in their in their writing of the the tiebreakers. If you get into three-way ties, it's if you have if if teams haven't played another team. There's where it is. But mm. if not everybody has played the same schedule, same teams, then you get into tiebreak scenarios where the head-to-heads aren't the end-all, be-all like a normal tiebreak. Mm. So, okay. yeah. You, so, so OU could find their way in via that, or Iowa State also, if they beat Texas, they also have they K State can, waiting. They can jump. Yeah, they'd have to win two games that are improbable at this point, but. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Hey, I mean, I'm just happy that uh, Texas Tech is one game out from bowl eligibility. I will say uh, the two games remaining on the schedule have shifted a little bit. One with UCF where you thought, okay, that, that should be. That's a not quite chalk it up, but absolutely should be a win. Now you're a, was a three-and-a-half-point favorite to open Yeah, against the, the Citronauts, which is – I'm not a fan of that whole thing, but keep your team colors. But the the Texas game also may not be as difficult as Jonathan Brooks announced that he's got a torn ACL. So they lose their Doak Walker caliber running back. Um, it's not like Texas How about that game? Uh, yeah. How crazy that, that Three-point game, yeah. And that, that result, too. It's like, well, okay. Well, it's like uh, not. I mean, I think everybody turned it off. And this, yeah, was it twenty seven? I, I didn't watch. I mean, I watched early, but then it's it's they're up big. I'm like, I'm not going to go sit through Texas winning. Like the game. last thing I remember from that game was Brooks, you know, tucking it inside the pylon on that mm-hmm. nice run around the left side, and then it's like, okay, lights out in Fort Worth, and then, jeez, <laughs> it got a lot different. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, I, I, it'll be really interesting Saturday. It's interesting on the time, 4 o'clock. Yeah, very strange game. Weird. Get the crap of FS2 and I just... It's, yeah, that's the worst. Like, I, I'm curious because we don't ever get numbers for ESPN+. Plus. Is ESPN Plus better than FS2? I would have to think so because... Because you see the numbers well, for FS2. how about this? FS2 is not packaged with Disney. Yeah. ESPN Plus and Hulu and yeah, Disney come I, together. I, I wish we would get those numbers on the ESPN Plus when, when they do TV ratings, but they don't provide those. We will talk tech football. I ain't apologizing for nothing. You win 16 to 13, it's ugly. Yeah. You I'll, get a ranked win. I'll give you my thoughts on that too, why you shouldn't apologize for nothing. It's the end of the bench. We've got headlines next on 100.7 The Score. Definitely not the starters. You're on the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. We got a few headlines for you. Actually, quite a few. It's the end of the bench on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Choice Woodman, Jeff Haxton, Lucas White joining you from the First United Bank studio this morning. You got the end of the bench till nooner. And uh, we'll start you off with the headlines of... Let's go with the Dallas Cowboys to begin things. As Dallas has a monster game against the Giants... 49-17, 49-17, Dallas defeats New York, and uh, it didn't seem to be that close. No joke there. The uh, Cowboys come away with the victory over uh, New York and set some records in the process. As uh, Hacks mentioned earlier, it was the most yardage that the Giants have ever given up in a game. Dak Prescott uh, becomes the first player in Cowboys history with 10 games of 400-plus passing yards. Now, that's more of a sign of the times, but still. uh, He goes for 26 of 35, 404 yards, four touchdowns, did throw one pick in the game. Cowboys also rushed 33 times for 168 yards. Um, Pretty massive game for Dallas in that contest, and... And C.D. Lamb, well, Sedarian Lamb, had a pretty good game, along with Brandon Cooks. 11 catches, 151, a touchdown for Lamb. He also had a rushing touchdown in the game. Brandon Cooks, 9 catches, 173, and a touchdown. Some big numbers for Dallas as they win 49-17. to Cowboys 6-3 and right now. Two games back of the Eagles, and they do what we say they do, which is... Beat up on bad football teams. Mediocre to bad football teams. The Giants, they might be, as currently constructed, the worst team in football right now. I mean, as with quarterback situation, with other injuries, that's a very beat-up team. And they just couldn't run with Saquon Barkley yesterday either. 13 carries, 66 yards. Broke a couple, but overall just never got the running game going. That was a... uh, a Cowboys team that went for the throat yesterday, and uh, it wasn't pretty. Also winning, well, how about these Houston Texans and C.J. Stroud? Mm-hmm. They go on the road and beat Joe Burrow and the Bengals in Cincinnati, 30-27. to Stroud goes 23 of 39, 356 yards through a touchdown and a pick, but pretty impressive day for, for Stroud. And uh, how about... 
all the Cowboys uh, leftovers having good good games lately for the Texans. Noah Brown, Cowboys receiver last year, seven catches, one seventy two. Dalton Schultz next on that list, four for seventy one. So. Cowboys and Texans playing some pretty good football mm-hmm. as of right now. Chiefs had the weekend off. Um, in the association, Heat beat the Spurs 118-113. to 113. Mavs over the Pelicans 136-124. to 124. And a surprising win for the Rockets as they're off to a good start. 107-104 to 104 beating the uh, world champion Denver Nuggets last night. All three teams off tonight. Stars also beat the Wild 8-3 last night. Stars are now 10-3-1 on the season, so they're off to a great start to the season. You can catch High School Fan Zone tonight if you are so interested. Uh, right here on 100.7 The Score, coaches from Coronado and Estacado will come into the first United Bank studio and talk about their team. Estacado still alive in the postseason as it sits now. Uh, on Double T 97.3, you can catch the Cowboys Hour as they'll talk about a victory Monday. Follow that with the Broncos at Bills this evening at 7 on Double T 97.3. And, of course, Lady Raider basketball as uh, the Lady Raider team will be in action their third game of the season. I told Chuck I had no Lamar. idea they were playing tonight. It's oh, really? Just- Plugged in as I am, and as much as I do with that Red Raider Daily Update. For real? You didn't? I had no idea they like played when today. you walked in today? Yeah. You had... Well, no, when I was driving up, I heard. A sports center? No, I heard Chuck talking about oh, okay. it on the morning drive. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> hey there. Just... Hey there, Lady oh, Raiders. Oh, it just got by me. Well, I mean, you've got this. You get pretty consistent with when you play games mm-hmm. down the road. But yeah, this Sunday weeks, thing was a weird deal. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's the have, only Sunday game on And then we have a Thursday one this week, which yeah. is very odd for the men. I mean, you normally the men play Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, mostly Tuesday and Wednesday, and then Saturday, and it stays consistent. The Lady Raiders will usually have about uh, usually a Wednesday game and then a Sunday or a Saturday game. They're used to that. But not a Monday game and not I mean it not a Tuesday game like last week. It so these are very strange starts to the season and you know shifting things around a little bit but it'll get normal pretty soon after the Bahamas which is very close. I know. You get your you get your uh, Bermuda shorts and your No. your uh no. flower shirt. No. That's a Hawaiian shirt but No. Tropical. You, you haven't got any of that? No. You've been working on your spray no. tan? Leave a week from today. Get prepped, man. Yeah, I know. You leave a week from today. Mm-hmm. A week from today? Yeah. You do any shows with me from there? I'm asking you like on the fly. I don't even know. We have to check technology first. Technology. Yeah. It's a very important part to being able to do things. Yeah. So, wow, that is quick. Mm-hmm. A week from today. Because, I mean, yeah, I guess that makes sense. That's Thanksgiving week next week upon us and then you uh what games start on wednesday mm-hmm. wednesday thursday friday yep. there get to watch red raider basketball all through thanksgiving break that's great loving that pretty course, sweet pretty red sweet. raider basketball in action yesterday they won 56 42 over san jose state used an 18 to 2 run 
at the end of the game to get the win, which was very important. Well, San Jose State led for about eight more seconds. It was like 18-32. Yeah. That was a 18-24. That was a dogfight. Neither team could hit shots, um, but you found a way to, to go on a run at the end and win. And that, again, people don't really want to hear this. That's a good basketball team. It is a good basketball team that won 20-plus games, returned a lot from last year, and will – Tim Miles can coach. And Tim Miles, I mean, he's coaching, what, 800-something games. They will vie for a NCAA tournament spot this year. Um, but, yeah, that's, that is the example that I was – that's a perfect example of what I was talking about last year or last week. Is and that, nobody wanted to listen to you. Well, I mean, it's, you've got teams that, again, the name brand may not be that exciting, but that will that are picked towards the top of the conference and that are going to give you challenges in this – this preseason or this non uh, non conference schedule. So, um, San Jose State, you, you survived it again. Don't apologize at all. You're still figuring things out with this team and figuring out rotations and who who does what and roles on teams. But um, you, you got to win fifty six forty two. So the Red Raiders two and zero. They will play Thursday night against A and M Corpus Christi, and then it's off to the Bahamas after that. You two can join us. Your thoughts, your comments, your questions. Okay, so I've seen, and this is where social media is poisonous, and you, you should probably stay away from social media, but it, it did irk me seeing Red Raider fans that, that are getting upset over beating Kansas. And I get that we're having to adjust to Kansas being a good football team, but that was a good football team that you beat. They were 7-2 and two coming in. They're ranked number 19 or 16 in the college football playoff rankings. Well, let me just give you a little bit of background before we go even further. Three weeks ago, they beat Oklahoma on that field. Mm-hmm. And you're, okay, so somebody might say, oh, you, well, I mean, OU's good. I mean, I'm just going to tell you, they're they good. Are. They're not world beater great, playoff winning great, but they're good. And they have the ability to score and they, I mean, they they got some pieces there. And as you saw them dismantle West Virginia at home on Saturday. And then, if you want to say, oh, that's not impressive. Well, how about going on the road to beat Iowa State, who went to BYU and had that game done before the first quarter ended? That team can play. Yeah. That was a good football team you beat. So... Now you get down to the third-string quarterback who's a walk-on. I mean, does that sound familiar to you at all? Uh, Unfortunately, yes. Very familiar. So you've taken your lumps in that area. If that happens to the other squad, you say, that's unfortunate, Jason Bean, sorry. But we're going to come up here and, and take advantage of this. It's like golf. Golf is so hard. If you get a good break... You celebrate the fact you got a good break. Catch a lucky bounce. Yeah. You don't you don't apologize yeah, for it. Yeah, you don't apologize for it at all. You finally got a win against a ranked team on the road. Think how many celebrate. bad breaks you've had over the years. Celebrate. Playing time is not required. This is the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 the score. Back here for hour number two. It's the end of the bench on 100.7 The Score, 107thescore.com, and the 100.7 The Score mobile app. Brought to you as always by Happy State Bank. Alongside Jeff Haxton, I'm Choice Woodman. 
Lucas White across the way handling us. Y'all can uh, keep hitting us up. Thoughts, comments, questions, whatever you got, bring them in on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Um, Lucas, you might need the uh, highs and lows no sounder for this because uh, someone says, did y'all notice how deflated the announcers sounded when we hit the game-winning field goal? If not, go back and watch. It was like that all game. And then someone responded and said, pretty one, sure one of them said... Uh, no! No! <laughs> Leading up to that game winner. <laughs> well done, Texters. Thank you, Lucas. Um, was, was it bad on on the TV or? Uh, I don't. I didn't pay a ton of attention to him, to be honest. Um, but I did hear the guy, the analyst, saying that uh, basically Barron's arm is gone. He can't. He his his arm is done. Can't throw it. Um. Which begs the question, what the hell happened on the last drive then? So I, I do wonder if it was adrenaline on the last drive because I do think there were throws he passed up on in the game. He's been doing it all year. He's hurt. But not the last couple of games. He looked more healthy the last couple. I think um, he said in post-game interview that he was at 60%. Before A couple of weeks ago, he said like 75%. So Man, arm pain when you got to use your arm. I mean, I remember having that arm pain and having my shoulder, you know, my arm falling off trying to play baseball. It is a horrible feeling, and I can imagine that it's only, I mean, like doubled when you're a quarterback and you got to you see a guy running that you normally could, you know, even like in your high school days, you could flip it down there and make a 30, 40 yard pass, and now you're you're putting it in your hip pocket because you can't throw it. Yep. That's got to be a terrible feeling. And then so again, and this apparently is an injury that is you can't injure more. From what I've been told, you can't really injure this more, but it's pain management. So if it's I mean, it's about how painful it is and how much you can sling it through that pain. So something tells me he gritted his teeth and did it in that last drive. Exactly. That's Just that's like, what I think. It's like, hey, we gotta do this. So you you Nut it up through it and and went all the way down, three big passes, and best two of the best catches or probably the best catch we've seen out of Bradley all year, minus the one in the end zone. But do you think that was a design back shoulder? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Now I think Bradley probably was supposed to go out of bounds pretty quick off of it. Well, he didn't use that last time out. But can we just all pause and talk about the shirt that Maris has on? Maris, stand up. I can't see him. Country Club. <laughs> Where did you get that shirt? So when he came back to town and was playing Texas Tech, That's... I had a bunch of them made for all of my family, and so there was like, like eight it. or nine of us with it. Yeah. There's a Country Club Chris with uh, with him on the floor doing the timeout signal. That's pretty grand. I do like that. Quiz, what game? Oh, man. Uh, Oklahoma. I can't remember. I mean, we lost. No, we didn't lose it, did we? Oh, yeah. Maris, would so, you like so to give the like answer? we had two losses that year. And then... No, 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 no. This was, this was COVID. This, this was COVID year? Yeah, because I'm a... 
The thing that I remember the most about it was I was across from the bench okay, okay. when he was wallowing around on the floor. So, go ahead. I remember it, Maris. We were against the Mountaineers that game. That's right. West Virginia. I, I started to say that, but I don't remember losing to them at home. Remember he went off, storming off. And okay. I was at that game because it was Casey's birthday present nice. that I got her. Happy birthday. Let's go watch Take millionaires this. roll around on the floor. All right, uh, more what two stellar examples of human beings: <laughs> Chris Beard and Bob Huggins. And there's a reason Chris Beard loves Bob Huggins so much. Um, a ding from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Have to admit, the KU true freshman quarterback looked a lot better than our true freshman quarterback. Based off of what his, his offense scored 13 points. Yeah, he threw what? How many picks? I I wouldn't. Uh, just the one. I wouldn't say he uh, he looked a lot better than your true freshman quarterback. This Sorry. is something I got to bring up. Do you remember the hot ones with Paul Rudd? Where it's like, yeah, yeah, the the wing eating thing. Yeah, who'd have thought? You know, <laughs> look at us. Okay, yeah. So this uh, account called Pregame Empire, Jimbo Fisher and Zach Arnett after playing each other on Saturday. And <laughs> look at us now. Yeah. <laughs> look at us, huh? That's funny. <laughs> That is funny. Just millionaires. Speaking of millionaires, I huh. mean, think about getting twenty six grand a day for eight years to sit. That's pretty good. Where on earth and how? How did this become a thing like this? Like, where on earth do you have when you're below average and and you stink? Mm-hmm. You just get big checks written to you. It's unbelievable. It is the only profession I I think that it works that way. Actually, no, not the only profession. There's a whole lot of politicians that get big checks written to them and for being bad in Washington, and they're they're they stink. So, and a lot of them sit on their butt and do nothing too. So, yeah. But those are probably the only two: head coaches in college or pros, and uh, and politicians. Those fit. Uh, this from the chat line, Devin Gardner is horrible. Was he on the call, I guess? Uh, I thought the same thing on Saturday. It was one guy that kept saying that Tech was getting away with stuff on multiple occasions. He was like, Tech got away with that one. Yeah, I was like, dude, and, shut it. Yeah. Uh, there, there comes a time for the mute button, and, and I find myself, and this is you know not great because I would hope people don't mute me, but... Uh, um, with TV guys lately, it's, I mean, I don't know if you've noticed that, but, but they're hiring 15 year olds to do play by play that have no experience. There's a lot of, yeah. Um, you have guys that are older that think they're bigger than the games that they should be doing bigger and better games. So they don't give it their best effort. Sure. <coughs> Tim Brando, you've got him you know, at the back end of his career who thinks he should be doing Rose Bowls. And he's doing Oklahoma State and Baylor, or who you know, yeah. he thinks he's bigger than it. So, absolutely, uh, there's quite a bit of that going on. And then again, there's it's like refereeing on Saturdays. When you referee on a Saturday in college basketball, every referee that's going is going. Yeah. Okay. And that so your better your better ones are in are the, the Big Ten, Big Twelve, ACC. Yeah, Pac-12, but then they're playing in the Southern Conference. 
So it gets so spread out. It's kind of going that way with television too, because so many games are on TV. Yeah. All right. That the the and then you got RG three out there just you know just doing doing his shtick, and I I I'm hitting the mute button a lot. Oh, I get it. Yeah, I mean, it is more about quantity than quality, especially for ESPN at this point. Not just ESPN, FS1, all. Yeah, I think you're right. It's spread too thin at this point, and they don't really care. They're just like, hey, you look like you could do this. Playing time is not required. This is the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Thrilled to be part of your Monday. It is the end of the bench on 100.7 The Score, 107thescore.com, and the 100.7 The Score mobile app. Brought to you as always by Happy State Bank alongside Jeff Haxton. I'm Choice Woodman, Lucas White. Across the way, handling us, as well as intern Maris over there taking care of us. Y'all can uh, keep joining us. Whatever thoughts, comments, questions, you got to bring them in on the 8th Flooring Center chat line. We're with you for another hour. Ask the bench warmers about 45 minutes out. So if you got any questions, football, basketball, baseball, whatever, bring it all in on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, we're going to continue to talk some football. I want to get some thoughts from the basketball arena from Hacks here in just a little bit, as well as a couple of comments on the chat line on that as well. Don't forget, you can watch us on TV this hour, Fox 34 News Now, or always on our uh, YouTube channel. Go type in uh, Double T Sports Network and you'll find a live stream of all four of our shows running from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. there on the YouTube channel. And uh, as always on the AM dial, 9.50 a.m. If you would uh, like to do, to take it in the old-fashioned way, you can do so on the second oldest radio station in uh, Lubbock, Texas, 9.50 a.m. Y'all can... uh, Keep those thoughts y'all. coming. Y'all. I use y'all. Y'all is one of my probably top 10 most used words. It's it's up there. Uh, this from the chat line. Kitley's play calling is still a head scratcher. Sidelines, screens that require the most arm strength and timing without utilizing the play action slash tight ends over the middle. Question mark. He needs to observe more NFL style instead of high school. Look, the, the Kitley stuff is fine. Is he perfect? By no means. Um, but this is one of those you don't know what you got till it's gone. Does anybody remember David Yost? Anybody remember that? I remember David Yost, yes. A couple of coordinators ago. There were, there were some pretty rough days offensively there. Pretty rough haircut, too. And the numbers backed it up for being rough. That was, that was the lowest point you've had offensive numbers-wise um, post-Mike Leach. Really post two thousand, worst, worst your offense has been. And I'm not. I liked David Yost. I'm not knocking him. He, it just didn't work out. wasn't Didn't fit in Lubbock, and apparently didn't fit at FIU either. He he had some struggling days there. But I guarantee you, if Zach Kitley walks away from Texas Tech, uh, he's his phone's ringing off the hook for coaches that want to hire him. He is still one of the brightest young. Offensive minds, he makes mistakes. Uh, Tim DeRuiter makes mistakes, and he's one of the brightest old offensive or defensive minds in college football. Again, I I will sit here and say we've been conditioned to offense in Lubbock, so it's easy. We've been conditioned to offense everywhere because of video games. 
So it's easy for us to pick and point at the offense and what's not going right. And we're coming off of a 16 to 13 day where it didn't go great offensively. You had a couple of drives early that looked good. Uh, and then largely you couldn't run the football after that. So, so many people forever have been run the dang ball, Kitley, run the dang ball. He runs it and runs it and runs it some more on Saturday. And then you're going to gripe about that. Look, there, there's people that, whether it's agenda or what, I said this earlier to you, Hacks, but I can guarantee it. If we if we sit here after a high scoring 45 to 42 game on Saturday where Texas Tech beats UCF, no one's going to zero So you think people. perception is that much for, for tech, the Texas Tech fan, just fan in general, that perception is if you score a bunch of points and you give up a bunch of points, that's okay. Yeah. If you uh, go 16-13, uh, something's wrong. Well, it's because it's, it's not as fun of a brand of football. Mm. That's what it is. I like winning. I like winning. Personally. That I'm with you right there. But it's not as fun for a 16 to 13 game unless you're in Big Ten country where you're conditioned you know to another, that. You know another this, – this is weird. This is oddly familiar, and it it's probably apples and oranges, but it goes to the game of basketball. And it goes to the University of Oklahoma. Billy Tubbs, when he had it going, they were scoring points mm-hmm. like crazy. Yeah. And it was run and fun and gun, right? It was them. It was uh, Loyola Marymount. It was UNLV. Yeah. They were playing this high octane, high octane brand of successful basketball, scoring a kajillion points, winning a ton of games. Well, Billy's time comes to an end. He ends up going back to Lamar, and they bring in Kelvin Sampson. At OU, what did Kelvin Sampson do? And let's I'm not talking about like extra text cheating. messages. <laughs> the cheating is it's amazing right? what was cheating then is now like oh my gosh. If you're not doing this, you're not putting your work in. Man. I know the extra text messages. Okay, yeah, you the got stuff. popped for too many text messages. And, okay? and even like we talk about the, the Kansas stuff and paying players. Well, that wasn't legal then, but it is legal now. So it's above board now. You can do this out in the day, broad daylight now. Um uh, besides that, besides you know getting a little uh, mix up with the NCAA, what did he do? What did there? he do at OU? Uh, he had some pretty good teams. He there. won a ton of basketball. Yeah, games. I mean, he, there was now, a lot of wins. Here was the difference: he was winning them with points in the '60s and the '50s, mm-hmm. and doing it with defense, mm-hmm. and it just wasn't exciting, and not what Oklahoma fans were used to. So this was my perception that. Oh, you wanted Kelvin gone because it wasn't the brand of basketball that they had loved in the 80s and into the 90s, early 90s. So that's a little bit of something that that I'm familiar with on a coach-to-coach basis. But the the argument that I always made for that was like, all Kelvin does is win. He's still just winning. Win, baby. He went to Final Four with Houston. Got them ranked seventh right now. Yep. But they wanted it gone. They were bored of it. I know. And and I honestly think that's how we, and I, I include myself in this because I'm a Tech fan, that's how we are. 
if if you have a shootout game, you say, oh well. I mean, hacks. I I it is mind boggling the the Saturday or the sorry the Mondays we sat in here during the Mahomes era, and people would pick. Well, you you didn't score on this drive. Mm. <laughs> the yeah. Saturdays where you you lose a game that you scored forty five or fifty points, and people would pick apart. Well, yeah. If only the offense scored this one other drive. If only you did I, that. It, it's what we do. I would challenge the critics of Kitley to try and put themselves in his shoes. Okay, drop yourself into his shoes. Put the whistle around your neck, and stand there on the sideline, and try to devise what's going to work today when you've been down to your third string quarterback and a guy that himself says he's sixty percent and Baron Morton, which you know that's probably hey. I mean, what, are you going to go out there and say, well, you know, I'm about 30%? I bet he's about 30 to 40% with that arm Yeah. if he's going to say 60%. All right? He's probably, you, yeah, overselling. Yeah. You stand there and try to devise what's going to work with a quarterback that's had all these issues. Right. Like he, the, the, Just the quarterback position. Yeah. It is not easy. If you're going to sit here and pick play calling, it is the laziest thing to go after in sports. It's easy. It's the low-hanging fruit. You can do it if you want. Welcome on the chat line. I'm telling you, you're lazy for it. There's a lot of other stuff to talk about. Like a freaking win! Playing time is not required. This is the End of the Bench Podcast from 100.7 The Score. It's time for your questions. Bring them in. Ask the bench warmers. Here with the End of the Bench on 100.7 The Score. 107thescore.com and the 100.7 The Score mobile app. Alongside Jeff Haxton, I'm Choice Woodman, Lucas White, back behind the glass, handling us as is intern Maris. Questions for any and all of us are welcome. The uh, lots rolling in on the chat line. El Jefe says, on top of hurt quarterbacks, the wide receiver core is underperforming. Uh, I'd say offensive line is very hit or miss, depending on the day. Um, Yeah, I mean, it, it does come down to performance, too. And yes, ultimately that does fall on coaching staff too, because you're responsible for all of it. Um, this real Cajun food comes from south of I-10. Okay, crawfish meat pie horse name. It's <laughs> a pretty good one. I, I there's probably some truth to that with the south of I-10, but if you're an Oki slash now West Texan and you get into Louisiana. And you're south of Shreveport, the food that they're serving there is going to be Cajun to me, okay? Yeah. The Po' Boys, the Etouffee, the, all the shrimp, all the good stuff, the gumbos, that's going to be Cajun food to me. Um, Go to the French Market Express in Natchitoches, Louisiana, right there on the highway. Here's my favorite text of the day. I was a head-of-my-time veteran basketball player. I knew my shot wasn't falling before I stepped on the court, so I just passed the ball the entire game. <laughs> Ran out of the tunnel ready to pass. Yeah, I'm not going to. My shot's not falling today. So, uh, No one gripes about defense scheme because everyone's an OC. Individualism element of defense is what makes only a select few understand it. Uh, Shelly, oh, here's the questions. Benchies just tuned in, so apologies if redundant. Early thoughts on Toussaint. Just slowly integrating and learning the new team. Perhaps my expectations were too high for him 
for an early impact. Yeah. Um, well, he's making an impact. He just may not be in the scoring yeah, column as much. He played a ton of minutes. Um, I, I, I actually think, Hex, before you... I got to go back to the history of Toussaint. Go ahead. Oh, well, I, I think he, his impact was felt greatly because when your offense was as stale as it got yesterday... He hit the first three. He Well, he did hit the first three, but he was also attacking the basket. Mm-hmm. He was getting to the rim and creating for... For your team, so I think I think it's pretty obvious he's the veteran on the team, the guy that's been um, around. This guy, once things start to click, I expect him to be a scorer. He's not, again, not the biggest guy. Let's see, what do they list his height? Toussaint, Toussaint, mm, six Toussaint. foot. Okay, yeah, um, but seven hundred ninety-two career points coming into this year. At 321 points at West Virginia. And here's where I think this will be important as we get into the bigger games. He made 122 trips to the free throw line as a reserve last year. Yeah. Hit 96 of them. Okay, so he's 78% from the line. No, that's the brand of West Virginia basketball, too. Yeah, but he averaged 9.4 off the bench. So, um, I think... There's a lot of trying to get in where you fit, right? Yeah, this and, is a feeling out process uh-huh. a lot right now. And um, I think we'll see some really good things from him. I agree. I, like, I've – scoring aside, I've been encouraged by what I've seen. The energy is, is kind of the main thing that I like out of Toussaint. He's good. He's a good defender. Skips around. Yeah, I mean, I, I even mean, going to the tunnel, he's got in – he's got bounce to him, and you could tell yeah. he's happy to be here. And, yep. you know – I know people are banging on the crowd a little bit, and I understand because we've been so used to huge crowds. But I'll tell you what, it got loud in there yesterday. Yeah. Sounded like Maris, when it when it needed to, it got loud. Yeah, towards the end of that game, it, it got – it was popping in that building. Yeah. But something that people – I think when you watch NBA now and you see these guys averaging 30 points a game, 25 points a game – it's a totally different game than college basketball. Right now, he's had 10 points in the first two games. Averaging double digits in college basketball, especially in these conferences, is really hard to do. Right, and that's a good point. I want to go – that takes me to another one here. So, out of all these transfers, uh, McMillan averaged 10.9 at Grand Canyon. Uh, Pop, offensive guy, right, averaged 11.5. Toussaint, 9.4. Warren Washington, 9.2. Devin Cambridge, 9.8. Are the That's two, backing up Maris's point. Yeah. Are the two technicals a concern yesterday? I don't know what's going on. That Because Warren Washington I, I was gets talking one. to Clark in the break. I was like, I was trying to cycle back through my memory of uh, all the games that I've called here, and there just haven't been many player techs. No. Um, it was pretty forbidden under Beard. I mean, he was... They, they, I don't know. The what, most famous one that I can remember on that deal is the first year that he was here, and we were battling with Kansas, and it was close to a tie game, and um, Anthony Livingston, Livingston, yep, got a tech, and it turned the whole game. Yeah, and we yep. wouldn't have won that game anyway. But um, that's one of the more famous player texts that I can remember. Yep. Yeah, I, I don't know what to make of that. I don't. Because Washington apparently got one in the uh, in the Aggie game, too, according to the score sheet. Mm-hmm. So, 
I don't know. It's just interesting. There, Cambridge. Cambridge was obviously just, both of them were talking. They were just talking mess. Well, they both like to talk. So, and I, I don't know. I, there's there's so much I've got to ask Grant. Yeah, I mean on Wednesday. Yeah, and that's where we need to. Uh, on Wednesday, I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna have some real questions for him. Sure, sure. Uh, like what the heck happened with uh, a deduction of two points? So that two they, minutes later they came and and said so, it was a clean block. Apparently, yeah. Apparently, that's legal a new rule. Now? Which I don't like. I don't either. You guys made the call. It's two minutes later. Yeah, I mean, I I, I do like the go back and look at a three point one line. That, yeah, that's yeah. fine. And they always do this. Yep, they'll tell you. But apparently, on the on the goaltend, that's something legal now. Is that basket interference? They'll go back and look at it. But I guess you have to have clear rebound after, like a clear fumble recovery in football, because it wouldn't make sense if if you get a goaltend and then it ends up in the hands of of Texas Tech there, like he came down with the ball. So is that the only way you can do that? I don't know. Because then you're taking away a possession and you're stopping a possession and we don't know what happened. It, it's a weird rule. I don't like it. I want it to go away. Benchwarmers, how do we do in the Bahamas? No clue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's let's get through this week and then we'll we'll predict towards that. Benchwarmers, who's next in Aggie Land? Cliff Kingsbury. If Cliff fails up to the Texas A&M job... Uh, that won't happen. Right? That would be... I mean, be <laughs> a story Have you seen his story. name tossed around? Yeah. I have too, and it's just weird. Um, I think you're going to see another big name. I do. Uh, I don't think Lanning will take it, because I've seen Lanning tossed around from Oregon. Why would you leave Oregon at this point? Oregon is a better job than Texas A&M. Sorry, Justin or any Aggie fans out there. It just is. Based off of history of winning, you can win at Oregon easier than you can at Texas A&M. You may be able to get better recruiting at A&M, but you're going to go up against better competition overall. So I don't know why you would leave Oregon. Um, Maybe you just don't want to play at Oregon and Indiana. How about Dabo? Is he, is he fed up with the Clemson fans enough that he's going to go... They would never hire Dabo. That's just like hiring yeah. Jimbo. Yeah. Uh, if you think about it. Oh, it, that'd be. Yeah. Big, big time similarities. Very similar. Except Dabo's won more than Jimbo even. Hacks, when is the wake for the dragging charger? Man, I'll tell you what, we're getting, we're getting the runaround from the insurance company. Mm, of course you are. That's I mean, big time. Uh, T-Money says, hope my statement is wrong. Two games in, looks like it's going to be a long year. If Tech's above 500, it'll be a miracle. Oh, come on. That's above over, 500 overall? That's overreaction. Ah, that is way overreaction to one game. Again, that San Jose State team will win 20-plus games this year and will be a potential tournament team. In the words of Andy Bernard, that was an overreaction. <laughs> well, we need that. We need that mm. clip right there. We can get that cut up. It's not too hard. There we go. That's it for us. We appreciate all of you on the Yates Flooring Center chat line reaction. It's a good Monday following a lot of wins this past week. Hopefully we can uh, see some continuance of that trend this week. We'll be back with you with a Tuesday edition tomorrow. For Jeff Haxton, Lucas White, intern Maris, I'm Choice. It's been the end of the bench on 100.7 The Score.
This has been the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Go to 107thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.